The Courageous Coaching Podcast is hosted by Sophia Antoine, a certified life coach supporting women in their efforts to improve their self-esteem. Today, we're talking about life, relationships, and everything in between. Take it away, Sophia. Welcome to another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. I am Sophia Antoine, your certified life and relationship coach, and I want to welcome you in. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I do not take your time for granted. Today, I have with me someone who does amazing work, work that I wish wasn't needed, but unfortunately it is. Her name is Dorothea Robinson, and she is the exit strategist. So you know how we do. Instead of me talking so much about her, I'm going to let her talk about herself. Dorothea, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for being here. And the platform is yours. Hello. Thank you so, so very much for inviting me, Sophia. I am honored and so humbled to even have the um, chance to be here. My name is Dorothea Robinson, as Sophia said, and I'm an extra strategist. What is that exactly? I made strategic plans for those women who are in an intimate partner abusive relationship. You all know it as domestic violence. And when she's ready, she comes to me. We sit we down, sit down and make those strategic plans in order for her to get out and get out safely. And I assist women not only nationally, but as of this year, internationally. Wow. And it's um, just heartening because it was one in four women would report on a daily basis that they were in an intimate partner abusive relationship also known as domestic violence however the numbers have changed it is now one in three women oh wow yeah so if that means that if you have three sisters three aunts three nieces that one of them is currently in, a, in an abusive situation, if she's courageous enough to be able to share that information, one of them is being abused in some way. And so it's disheartening because the numbers are not going down. Some places in the country, they're stagnant, they're just stable, which is okay but then the national numbers have just moved from one to four to now one to three. And it used to be that one in three women would die on a daily basis. Now the numbers are matched. And so what I do is I want to go after those numbers that are not recorded. That's who I go after. I go after the ones who are not courageous enough, who do not, feel that they have the ability to say, I need help. I want to go after those numbers. See, I was a woman who was in a 30-year relationship, marriage, married high school sweetheart, and knew that I shouldn't get in, but the self-esteem, a lot of what it is that you speak about, Sophia, I was Mm -hmm. dealing with low self-esteem, didn't know who I was, didn't like or love myself. And so this knight came on his horse and rescued me. He told me I was beautiful. All of the things that I needed, so I thought I needed to hear. We had six children together, two biological and four adopted. And throughout the 30 years, I endured verbal abuse, emotional abuse, all of it, spiritual, financial, stalking. And towards the end, it became physical. Um, But that girl, that one that I just described, she lives in this world and she's crying because a woman is being beaten every nine seconds. Now, let me be clear, because I get asked quite often, well, what about the men? What about the men that are being abused? That demographic is real. One in seven men are being abused by their partner. And because I know women, I help them. Right. right. That's who I have to go after. But if I am in the position to assist a man out of his situation, oh, oh, most definitely I'm going to help. I want to go after 
that number of women who feel that they have no hope, that they feel that they're absolutely lost, that they feel that I, this is who I chose and so therefore I must stay. Mm. For that woman who says, I don't have anywhere to go with my children. See, that's what I said. I had six children. Who's gonna take me with six children? Mm. And that's such a lie. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and I'm sorry to interrupt. But no. It, it, I don't know why women believe that, that no one will take them. It, to me, I think I've seen more people help women with children or even more men take on women with with children like a ready-made family i have seen them go towards the single women yes the 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 thought pattern is um who's going to take me with all of these children and i had six um i had a set of twins who are still yet in um the car carriers Mm -hmm. and then i had their younger brother who was a newborn, who's going to take me with all of these children? And you're right, there are, assist, there are places, you know, for assistance and shelters. And that's scary in and of itself. When you think about, I got to go to a shelter. And right away in your mind, you believe that that's the lowest of low. That's even lower in your head. That's even lower than the abusive relationship. And you just, feel that you cannot go any lower than the relationship that you're already in. Mm-hmm. The other part of the problem is she's already being rejected within the relationship. He he has control over her. He, you know, he speaks to her any kind of way. All of that power that she believes that he has, she actually has. See, he controls her because he understands that she's powerful. And right. so in order to subdue that, he's got to take control in any way that he possibly can. For me, it was the breaking up of furniture. It was nothing for us to have a dining room set. Splintered. I, I mean, in matchsticks. Wow. Once a, once a month. He rarely hit me. And his thought pattern was, if I break up furniture because of my my anger and he, we talked about a big boy he was six three three fifty he wasn't a little guy mm. so breaking up the furniture and having me witness how he could splinter a dining room table with no leaf showed me his power and his might and you know after witnessing that for so long you tend to believe okay he's got the power what am i going to do so the the problem part of the problem is she's already in a relationship where she's being re- uh, rejected she really doesn't have any family or friends because the abuser has made sure that she's isolated and so there's no one in that regard usually that come to her rescue mm-hmm. because she's rejected once again well she knows what she got herself into She's sitting there. She knows how to get out. Man, if that wasn't me, I'd do this, that, and the third. So I don't know what her problem is. So that's from family and friends. And then you've got society who believes the same thought process and and, and thought uh, um, um, just thinking, the way of thinking. If you can remember just here recently, um, Mr. McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, Mm-hmm. And we saw the pictures that were posted of his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. Yes. We saw her bloodied. We saw her eyes shut. We saw her her lip busted. But the comments, the comments were absolutely what a lot of society thinks. A lot of victim blaming. She shouldn't be there. She knows that she shouldn't. Why did she say what she said? Why did she go where she went? Why did she dress the way she... Victim blaming. Mm -hmm. She should have done differently. She should have spoke differently. She shouldn't have spoke at all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But he's the one that was violent. He's the one that's bloodied her. He's the one that, you know, pistol whipped her. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to say that. But, um... He's the one that is being 
taken care of. The NFL is seeing to his needs. The NFL is doing their own investigation. The NFL has also has something that's called nomore.org, which is set up specifically for victims of domestic violence. But you only see their public service announcement twice a year, beginning of the football season and during Super Bowl. That's oh, it. I wasn't aware of that. It's called nomore.org. It is specifically set up. It is an organization that is run by the NFL that is supposed to help victims of domestic violence. It is supposed to be like Women Against Abuse in Philadelphia and all of these other huge organizations, but you don't hear about them. Hear this young girl looking the way she's looking and her ex-boyfriend who is in the midst of this, but he's being taken care of. I want to know who reached out to her. Hmm. Are there wives who are going through it in the Absolutely. Absolutely. How many wives are out there who are going through, have gone through the very same thing that this young girl has gone through, but the organization that's supposed to be set up to assist, where are you? It's, It's disheartening because the community has its own thought, victim blaming. Then you have family and friends who will say that they will assist and they help, but because they get frustrated at times, they often don't know what to do. They often don't know what to say. They often do not know how to be just a support person, whatever that looks like. So if that means that she needs a phone call at three o'clock in the morning, guess what? You're up and you're talking to her. If, If she needs to take her whole entire life that's usually put into a small bag with all of her important documents for her and her children, and she needs to keep that safe, you should be able to say, leave the bag here at the house, and when you're ready, come get it. That support person needs to look like she doesn't even tell her husband about the details of the plan in order for her to get out. That support person looks just like what it's designed to be, her support, her idea, her plan, her motives, her wishes. So that means that you got to remove yourself out of the situation and just say, I'm available. There are not too many people who are willing, or are they able, or do they know how to just be that support person? Wow, that I mean, that's a lot to take in all at one time. So thank you, because it causes me to think just how, even in my own life, when I'm giving advice to women, or if they're supporting their friends, I I tell them don't give advice. First of all, you have <laughs> don't give. Just listen. You have to. If somebody's talking, you don't know how much effort it's taking for them to start yeah. talking. Don't yeah. interrupt. Don't give advice. Don't judge. Just let them go until they're all talked out. Yes. You'll know when it's the appropriate time to to speak back. Yes. Or if, even if they ask you, that's when you offer advice. Yes. Yes. Because that can make a person feel like they cannot come to you. Exactly. So I mean, it, they're already in a relationship where they're not being listened to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So thank you for all that because it's been... It's been enlightening to say the least. Enlightening to say the least. So you said you, you're an exit strategist. So what's the first step? After, after we seek you out or after someone seeks you out, what, what can they start doing? Just little things, um, not giving away your secret sauce. Right, or right, 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 right. But just yeah. little things to get, start getting prepared if we want to get ahead of the game. And then we come to you for like the big things and, and the big planning. The first thing, I I have an avatar that I go by, and it's just a series of questions to build up relationship and trust. By the time that someone has reached out to me, they already have heard about me or, you know, through word of mouth or they've seen a live that I've done. And so I, I, you know, it's important for me to build relationships. So there's a series of questions that I asked. And um what it is it is a a a scoring system if you will 
And by the end of the questionnaire, I'm able to rate the level of harm that you're in. Um, whether or not you're, you're, you need to get out, but you're safe enough that you can work through things through in order to make that journey. Okay. Then there is a, a level in which we need to be moving a little bit more rapidly than the first scenario. And then there's the other that you need to move out immediately. The scoring system, the highest score is 18. My last client scored a 35. Oh, wow. How did she get off the chart? And so she was off of the chart because of the weapons. Mm. Um, that usually, you know, you're off, you're, you're at the top when there's a weapon involved, but because of the weapons, because he had enlisted and recruited um, other people in order to keep um, my client at bay, she was just really needing to go. But the level of trauma in which she had been dealing with and had dealt with for six years was so very difficult. This person, I looked in the um, obituary section of the newspaper online just to make sure that she was not in a morgue somewhere. So the I, I build the relationship, I go through the questionnaire, I, I figure out exactly where you are as far as the levels, levels of your danger. And I need to see, are you ready? because planning takes time, because I have to get real intricate with, do you have jewelry that you can pawn mm. in order to get money? I need to go through the house. I need to go through his house. I need to be able to go through her head. I really have to get so detailed that I know as much as possible. But before I even get to the part of planning, she has to absolutely be ready. How because, do you gauge that? How do you gauge readiness? Well, first of all, um, I, I set up, again, a series of meetings. Um, again, depending upon the level of where she is in the rating, I set up meetings. If she makes these meetings and stays in contact and she's doing what so, you're instructed to do, you know, taking notice of this, really begin to write down a journal so that I can go through that journal with her so that I can pick apart or slide in, you know, something that needs to be right there at that moment where, okay, he's at work. This is what you do during this time. So getting that intricate, if she responds and she follows instructions, then I know that she's ready. But if we're missing just the initial because she's afraid, she's missing the appointments, but never keeps in contact. She has to reach out to me again. Her reaching out has to be consistent with me. I will not reach out. Sounds horrible, I know. But it shows me as long as she reaches out to me, she stays in contact with me. That's a sign for me that her hand is up. She's keeping it up. So she wants to get out. She's ready to do this because I have been in positions where we're missing appointments, we're not coming, um, we're not um, following through with just the simple instructions that were you know, suggested, she's not ready. And that pulls away from me from helping another woman because planning takes time, planning takes my all. I, <laughs> I have friends who tell me, are you asleep now? Have you gone to sleep today? Because I'm up because I just want to make sure that she gets out and she gets out safely, that there's no loss of light. That's a dangerous situation, even for me. Mm, oh, yes, exactly. Even for me, it's a dangerous situation where, you know, um, I have to be very careful about, you know, what I say, where I go, because these abusers, they're really hell-bent on making sure that they stay in total control. And if they find out that there's a medium or a mid-person where you know, a connection is being made where an aha moment will happen for their victim, that's dangerous for everybody involved. Absolutely it is. 
So let me ask you, if the person is in doubt, if the woman's in doubt about her readiness before even coming to you, what can you suggest? Because when, when people are listening to this, I want them to, to have options. So is it better that they maybe go to a coach first and mm -hmm. see they can get help that way. And then if they just absolutely know they're ready to come to you or ready to leave that situation, do they then go to you? Is there is there a, a pit stop to get <laughs> before dealing with you? Because the last thing I want is for you to be in danger because um, someone's just not quite ready to take that big step. And for her to be in danger because her life is in danger yes. too because she yes. even tried it. Yes. Most often what happens is women, I'm leaving, I'm out of here, I'm going. They announce their plan, which is one of the most deadliest things that you could possibly do is to announce to your abuser that you're leaving. What happens is that she believes the person that she fell in love with is still yet the person that she sees. She doesn't see the abuser. Mm. She sees the person yet that she fell in love with that person. And because of her blurting out, I'm leaving, in her mind, she believes you're going to miss me. You still love me. You're going to come rescue me and you're going to change. This is the thought process for some that I believe or they believe that me blurting out and me saying I'm leaving is going to change things. If anything, it's going to make him angry, make him make it make it ten times worse. Because no, 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 you are talking about leaving. You're talking about taking away his control that he has, and so you're manipulating his situation where he's set up. No, 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 that can't happen. I say to women who 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 believe that they have to stay, I cannot judge i can't judge that and i really press upon people not to judge her because she stays the reasons why she stays are valid to her right exactly this is my husband i have to stay i have children i want my children to have their father although those are those are not healthy situations they totally believe this because I, my family i was raised in a certain religion and we don't believe in divorce you know um i have nowhere else to go there's all kinds of thoughts that go on but if she decides to stay i have um put together some some uh products on my um page that they absolutely can go to to look over it will tell them and it teaches them about if you stay be safe that's the number one absolutely the number one concern is safety be safe even if you're staying there's ways to do it if she's on the fence about, I need to go, I know I need to go, but I just don't know how to, and doesn't build up the courage. Um, I hope not to offend, but it starts with knowing who you are, to build that relationship and understand that what you're being told are lies. But there is a father in heaven who says totally different about you. He's concerned about you. So I, I say that because that point where she's not sure, okay, I can go, I need to go, I just don't know how to do it. And we're on that teeter-totter that she begins right at that moment to develop her. Read everything you possibly can about, about yourself. Begin to keep a journal and pour, just dump into your journal. It doesn't need to make sense, just dump. Dump your feelings, dump your heart, dump your wishes, just dump into your journal. Keep your journal safe, keep it close to you because you don't want your abuser reading it. Absolutely. Develop a relationship with yourself. Develop a relationship with the, you know, the father. And when you come and you get to the point that enough is enough, I've had it. I can't take anymore. When you come to that point, that's when reaching out happens. And as far as family and friends and community, churches, I said it, churches, <laughs> open your doors and your hearts and receive this woman who is going to do nothing but pour herself into the person that she trusts. 
Mm-hmm. There's a trust value that has to happen or nothing will happen. If she doesn't trust you, she's not going to move. See, right now in this day and time, in 2018, it is a miracle. People want to talk about how bad the internet is. And I want to say that I have had over 50 women in last year that connected with me over the internet. And through the internet was I able to place them and give them resources and make the phone calls, make the connections so that they can get to safety all through the internet. Wow, that's amazing. So when she's ready, when she's absolutely ready, that hand is going to stay consistently up. And somebody needs to be in position to grab a hold of her. It's important to understand, and this is not to be cruel, but she will gravitate to somebody who's been through intimate partner abuse, who's been through domestic violence. She will gravitate to them. Why? Because she understands that they understand all of the emotions, the flashbacks, the brainwashing, right where she is. And although we have good, good girlfriends and although we have well-meaning people, sometimes what is meant for the good is not received well for a victim of abuse. Can you elaborate on that? That Because that, that makes perfect sense to me, but a lot of people may not understand it because I've, I've been there with an ex. I've been there. And that last time, when he thought he was gonna hit me, and <laughs> right, 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 well, we we had you remember that that episode, mm-hmm. that episode, that movie, um, the, what's love got to do it when Tina Turner, someone had done um had enough in the back of that limo, mm-hmm. so I I had that I had that moment, um, yeah, that I had that moment he because he wasn't gonna hit me, not right. not now another time, right. He wasn't going to make my kids uncomfortable, right. not now, another time. Right. But everybody can't do that. No. Because he, I I had <coughs> I had them beat him so bad, he had to call the police on me. Mm-hmm. So the man, <laughs> when the policeman came, he was like, oh, ma'am, did you do this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure did. I said, <laughs> yes, sir, I did. If you finna take me, hold on, let me call my mama to come get my kids. So I can go ahead on and get this 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 booking over with. Right. So I know everybody can't do that. Right. Because, listen, I, I'm a little bit touched. I'm not scared to say it. That's all right. I wasn't going to be the one to die that night. Not when I knew I had three little bodies that I had right. to for. Right. So, again, I know not everybody can do that. Not everybody can. And I, and I empathize and I, I, I understand where you're coming from. So just elaborate on that because not everybody gets it and they hear it. And not to say anybody who's listening is slow because, you know, you always got to preface and people get yes. so easily offended. It's yeah. not because I think you're slow enough. You're just not in that realm yet. Right. Right. So, so dig a little bit deeper on that one for us, please. You know, um, there are really, really well-meaning people. And you, again, you can have a good, good girlfriend. You can have somebody who's really close, a sister, a sibling, somebody who, you know, well, I think you should do this. And right away, giving them, you know, what it is that they should do in order to fix the problem. Because the good, good girlfriend or that well-meaning person, what they want to do is fix the problem. They want their loved one out of pain. However, the victim already knows you don't understand about being called or, you know, all out of your name. And you don't understand about having to sleep on the patio at night while your children are in a house, you know, sleeping. You don't understand, you know, the emotions of being ridiculed in front of, you know, the church body. And, you know, they don't understand that. If, if someone can take their feet out their shoes and put them in the shoes of a victim, then they would understand, but that's, you know, easier said than done. Right. A victim already doesn't trust. She has major, major trust issues. And so when going to someone that she believes that she can confide in, when 
you know, again, well-meaning people, when the first thing out of their mouths are, well, I don't know why you're with him. You need to leave. You need to do X, Y, and Z. But not understanding that she still loves this man. Yeah. She still loves this man. Yeah. Again, what she sees, it's like, you know, the, the example with the, the, the rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. She sees that man that she fell in love with, the one that swept her off the, her feet, the one who just comforted her. He did everything. She still sees that man. And in her heart, her dreams, her wishes, her visions, she wants that to return. And in the back of her mind, well, excuse me, in the forefront of her mind, she still sees that. And all of the abuse that she's dealt with is in the, you know, in the back. She understands, she's aware of it. She's obviously, she's aware of it, you know, every time she looks in the mirror and her lip was busted. Right. But well-meaning people have the tendency of wanting to give of themselves instead of receiving the victim right where she is. Trying to educate themselves about what a victim goes through. If we can leave out the judgment what you think should happen. Mm. The good for a girlfriend, the churches, you know, those people who said, I'm willing to help, but they're there. And it sounds like this. The victim, all she hears is the the Charlie Brown teacher talking, mm. wah, wah, wah. That's all she hears. Why? Because she's receiving it as though she's being berated. Right. See, She's already getting that in in the relationship. So why on earth am I going to give of myself? Why am I going to put myself in your house where I'm going to hear every day, well, you know what? You need to hurry up and get your act together. Now it's over. You're out. Go ahead and move on, girl. Forget about it. No, there's something that's called a flashback. I I am out of my relationship with my ex for 10 years. And on last weekend, I went away for a nice little sabbatical to refuel and recharge. And we all went to the mall. I thought that I had dealt with the issue of me being able to shop. See, I wasn't allowed to shop. I was told that I couldn't shop. I didn't know how to. I couldn't put colors together. I bought, I didn't even buy the colors of you know napkins. I bought nothing he bought at all. So every time that I go to the store, I have this wall that goes up and I usually have to talk my way through. I hadn't been to a mall for years and I guess I stayed away on purpose, but I thought that I dealt with it. Sophia, when I got to the mall, I totally shut down. I couldn't stay in that mall for more than five minutes. I kept going in and out. I had apologized to my girlfriends. It is not you. It's not that I don't want to be with you, but I'm still dealing with the effects from DV. See, things like that, because I was with girlfriends who had been through themselves, understood where I am. But had you been with somebody who didn't understand, they would have taken it personally. She just don't want to be with me. You know, she thinks she, all of that, all of that rejection, all of that judgment. And so when she is judged, she's not going to give of herself. And so that's part of the real huge reason why you know, this plague is as is, is, is deep as, as it is. Wow. I mean, it, that's, that's, for lack of a better term, post-traumatic stress. At 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. that term only belongs to those soldiers who have been to war. Listen, I have a Marine son. I have two Marine sons. One went to Fallujah. He suffers from PTSD. And I tell you, the same exact symptoms I have as well. Victims have as well. It is absolutely real. That is PTSD. And people, again, the judgment of the community. Um, How can you equate yourself to that of a soldier? Well, let me tell you here. It's war inside. Mm, okay. 
It's war inside when you are brainwashed because that's what it is. Because you're told everything about who you are. It's, you know, to minimizing you to the point where you believe the lies that you're told. The gaslighting that goes on. You know, oh, I didn't say that. Oh, I didn't mean it. But you know that you did. Right. It's a whole lot of brainwashing. And so when you are already programmed one way and get out, or you're programmed and you're trying to get out, when you reach your hand up to a person that you believe is trusted and they come off and they begin to berate and talk about them, what you should do, escape is not going to happen. No, not like that. Mm. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. And and just going back to the point you made of, of those who are trying to get, give help, but I think people need to just watch what they say. Because yes, we understand. We completely understand. Yes, you mean well. Yes. There's no no doubt about that. Right. But you have to realize that the help cannot be given on your terms. Right. It's hard enough for the person to come out and say, I need help because I'm right. going through this. But for you to give um, stipulations and caveats and all these things in order for you to help, that's the same type of abuse that person is going Absolute. through. Absolutely. Come on now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so that keep that. If that's all you have to offer, and I, I say it with love, y'all right. straight up, take it how you want to take it, take or don't take it at all, whatever the case may be, but keep that. Right. Because they don't need it. Right. So I just wanted and, to interject that I ain't trying to be the, the, I'm not trying to be the exit strategist. Julius. Right, 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 but, right. <laughs> with, but I mean, you know, that makes absolute sense, which says to her, then why get out? Right. I might as well stay right where I am because I know his triggers and I'll just try to avoid them. Mm -hmm. You know, those 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 triggers that happen that I you know that I end up meeting it and I catch it in some way. Oh well, I'll deal with that. But I would I'm already rejected. Why would I even get out to get further scrutinized? That makes no sense. Let me stay right where I am. Let me stay right here. Exactly. If I have to hear your mouth about it too. I can stay right here to the, with the devil that I know. Absolutely. That's why there are many women who go out on the first, I'm out. They grab their stuff and they go and they get to a family or friend. And then you hear, you know, a few months later from the family or friend, you know what? I'm done. She went back. I did all of this. I saved her. I picked her up. I, 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 I. Well, I already know what happened. She left because she didn't want to hear that. I might as well go right back, which she did. I might as well go right back to that situation because I'm more comfortable there mm -hmm. than having to deal with new stuff over here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's, you know, the brainwashing that goes on and the, the heartache and the pain, the shame that I'm in this mess. I'm, I can't get any help. Um, you know, it's the oh, what was me? But the start, Sophia, the start of beginning to get out is building, I promise you, it's building the relationship with yourself because you have none. You've mm. got to know and understand who you are. You've got to know and understand that the reason why he is beating you or verbally abusing you or, you know, holding you hostage in this prison. The reason why he's doing it, because he understands the strength and the power that you have. See, you don't. Victims don't get that they're strong, but their abuser does. That's why they keep them in control. So once that begins to flip, mm, once she begins to flip that thing and understand who she is, and her strength and begins to understand that he's telling me lies about me, then the hand begins to raise and you begin to notice it and then beginning to be accountable. I'm going to make this appointment. I don't care what happens because see, it's her plan. She will know when to call me. She will know when it's safe enough to, you know, talk. Listen, I have emoji conversations. That's secret sauce. I'm going to give it to you. I have women who we set up a emoji conversation, no words, all emojis. Wow. And I know how she's doing. And we respond to each other. We speak to each other and we keep tabs on each other through emojis. Yes. That's amazing. Okay.
That's that's great. So before um, we start to wrap, let me ask you, you said you mentioned that you have a, an online store where we can get your information. Please give that link because I don't think we did previously, but let's give that link so um, people can be able to find that stuff so they can start the process as well as how how other ways we can get in contact with you because this is important information to have. Okay. Um, you can go to bit.ly forward slash the number one more free. So that's number one, M-O-R-E-F-R-E-E. -E. And there I have products and services to assist a woman through how to deal and understand what court is about, how to um, begin to journal and write their story. And they can begin the process of learning about um, the system, what court, how to get resources. Um, there are programs there. I have membership group there. I think that and, and Sophia, you can attest to this. Who we surround ourselves with need to be like-minded. Even, even when you are a victim. Mm -hmm. It's important to be with women such as yourself who have gone through what it is that you've gone through, who are survivors, but more importantly, who are successes. What do I mean? When you come from being a, a, a victim to a survivor, that is the point where I say you should be learning about yourself, deprogramming. And then moving on to your dreams, visions, and goals. Well, I have a membership group that I'm very, very proud of because in that membership group, are it's specifically for a survivor who's just come out who basically has lost herself. She doesn't have a dream, vision, or goal. She doesn't have any aspiration. You know, you wanting to move further in her life. Right now, she's existing. This membership group encourages development of dreams, visions, and goals, where there are webinars, where there are book clubs, where we are really, really active in this membership group so that she will stay as a survivor, but the goal is for her to go and move toward her vision, dreams, and goals where her goals meet reality. So the membership group is also on my page. I have other things, tip sheets for um, relationships to see whether or not I'm in a domestic violent relationship because, Sophia, you know this as well, there are so many couples, so many women out here in relationships and don't even realize that their relationship is classified as domestic violence. They oh, have yeah. no idea. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. None at all. And so there's tip sheets to find out whether or not your relationship is deemed um, a violent one. Uh, in August, I'm quite excited about the, the webinar that's about to come forth the first week in August. And it's how to teach your college student to really be prepared for campus life. Oh, what, yeah. Because yeah, they're what getting ready to go back in August. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it has tip sheets on how to be safe. But this webinar is totally geared for parents because parents will make sure that their board tuition is paid for, make sure that their books are paid for, that make sure all of that is done and give them maybe a, 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 a two-minute sentence about how to be safe. They don't teach them really how to be safe. Let me give you some secret stalls. It starts with parents being real about what happened while they were in college. Oh, talk about it. Let's not hide that thing. Mm. Let's not hide what happened to you or what you were involved in or what you witnessed and keep that from your children who are getting ready to go off to a whole new world that they've never been involved in yeah you're setting them up for disaster so that that's webinar is also um on my page and again it's bit.ly forward slash one the number one more free and that's all lowercase awesome 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 so anything we need we can connect with you through that one page right there yes yes okay. perfect 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 so 
I'm going to thank you now for being here and sharing all of that because it's a difficult subject to talk about, but somebody has to do it. So, I, and I'm just so glad it, it, that somebody is you. I'm sorry for the circumstance that gave you so much knowledge, but I, I also am thankful for the circumstance that you are here saving so many women because of it, because so many people shrink into the shadows, never to be heard from again because they're so embarrassed. But you, you picked up that mantle and you decided that you were going to run with it. So I sincerely appreciate you and I thank you for that. Um, I'm just going to give you the last word. So go ahead and, and just speak your heart to whoever's listening, whoever may need help, because now, you know, now is the time. Now is the time while, while, you know, the help is here, you're here. Please just speak your heart, Ms. Thea. Thank you so much, Sophia. Again, I'm so very humbled and honored to be here. And you're absolutely right. My, my, my reacher for those numbers of women who do not record, do not go for help. I'm, re I'm going after her. I'm going after the one who is not brave, brave enough to make the call to 1-800-799-SAFE, the National Hotline for Domestic Violence. I, and, and I understand why she doesn't because that, that's a really huge step to be able to go and even make a phone call to say that I need help. I'm here because of her, because of my experience that, you know, going through the abuse that I did, and now I understand why. It doesn't feel good. I have my own flashbacks, but I'm willing to deal with them. I'm willing to use the tools that I've learned in order to put them at bay because I gotta teach her. I've gotta reach for her. I want her to know that she's not alone. I need her to know that she is, is cared for, that she's loved. And that is just about reaching out and saying, I need help. Help is here. Help is here in such a way that it wasn't here 10 years ago. And so I'm after the, the women who are not brave enough to make that phone call. I want to say the last thing is this. The longer you stay in, the longer you run the risk of dying. Mm. Domestic violence will always end in death. I, I need I need that victim not to listen to the community, the family, her friends to say, you know, oh, well, so-and-so was in a violent relationship and she didn't die. Yeah, because they got out. I need her to know that the longer you stay, you run the risk of dying. And so if you're out there, if you're listening, the guilt, the shame, the hurt, you got to step over that hurdle. You got to want it bad enough for your sake and your children's sake because your children are being affected. They may not be in the violence. They may not, you know, physically be hurt. But I'm telling you, I just learned last week, Sophia, mm -hmm. still 15 years later, the effects on my children. I went live about it the other day and my pain, I had to. Crying, hurt, I had to go live. Why? Because I want her to see that I still yet go through the effects. My children are still going through the effects. The sooner you get out, the better it will be to recover for you and for your children. So if you can't reach out to me, I'm on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, as the extra strategist, and you can't reach out to me, I need you to reach out to the host because she will grab your hand. She is non-judgmental. I need you to begin to trust. And I know that that's hard to do, but begin to trust. There are people, there are women out there who love you, have never met you, but because we share what we share, we're willing to say yes to help you out of your situation. So Thea, thank you for this opportunity. My pleasure. It, it's, it's an obligation because yes. I cannot allow a woman to, to remain in such a situation and not have a platform and not do anything about it. So, so trust me when I say the honor is mine. 
the obligation is mine and the calling is ours. Yes. So, so I am so glad. And, and for those of you who did not find my podcast directly from my podcast page, um, I, I want you to venture there. It's at SophiaAntoine.com at the top menu. You go, um, it's all the way to the right at the top. It's podcast because there you'll be able to find links, direct links. If you don't remember what, what Thea said, or you don't, um, know how to get there all of her social media will be on the podcast page all of her um the links the bit.ly slash the number one more free you'll it's one stop shopping everything you need to contact her will be on that page so if you found me through iHeartRadio to google Podcasts or um anywhere else itunes or on youtube or wherever the link will be there the links are all there on the podcast page on my website. So you one stop shopping, you'll find her. There's no reason. If you need to get out, we're here to help you get out strategically in a smart manner, not just going around saying, oh, I'm going to leave you. And then next thing you know, somebody find you somewhere stinking. Just, mm-hmm. just be real about it. Just be real about it. So until we meet again, I pray y'all stay safe. This is more of a serious show. You know, I like to cut the fool and act up, but when it's time to get down to business, it's time to get down to business. And this is some real business. So I, I thank you, Thea, again thank for you. being here. Um, just blessings in all your work. Please know that anytime you have anything going on, you're welcome to come back. This is this is your platform. You are family, and I'll do whatever I can do to help you further the message. Thank you, Sophia. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. Feel free to call in with comments and questions anytime. The number is 786-749-TLAK. That's 786-749-8255. Call us and let us know what is on your mind. Until we meet again, be courageous.